the person I am right now is not the person that I, that I need to be at the end of this year to take my business where I, where it needs to go. I don't have a choice, but I have to grow. So what do I, so what do I do? I've got to go put myself in situations that are going to help me see different versions of myself, help myself and, and also connect with really great people who could probably help me along the journey. Right. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design a life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. everybody. Hello and welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today I'm coming to you with another fantastic guest. I'm super excited about this conversation ever since she was able to get this book on the calendar. I've been looking forward to uh, the ability to talk to Miss Courtney Clark. She's actually from Salt Lake City, Utah. She's a successful wife. She's a successful mother. She has multiple businesses. She's actually in the process of franchising out this idea that I know we're going to uh, get into as far as this business that she's working on right now called Set the Stage. She's a fellow podcaster as well. Uh, She's just a wealth of knowledge, uh, superhuman. I just know this conversation is going to be a lot of fun. So Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was a really kind introduction. And I'm just so, so honored to be here and so excited for this conversation. You were definitely someone when I first met you, you and your wife, oh my gosh, instant connection. So very, really honored to be here. Well, we've had, uh, it's been a short time as far as getting to know each other, but you and your husband, Jordy, and your family, I know it's a small family at this point, as far as the young kids, as far as being little and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit more in detail. But first off, for folks that don't know much about Courtney, can you just give everybody just a little bit of snippet about who you are? So I'm a wife and I'm a mother of three little kids. I have been, I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, born and raised here in Utah. And I own a home staging company that we've actually franchised. It's so funny. I'm still trying to figure out how to tell people what I am. Maybe I've got to talk to a coach about that. I'm a franchiser, everybody. So I franchised a company and that has been such a reward. I'm a celebrator of the small wins in life. I think that we all don't really totally know our potential. And if we come across the right people, we're able to see snippets of that along the way. And I just love if I'm able to be that person in someone else's life. So I love connecting with others. I love coaching others, mentoring, encouraging. I feel like I'm a great cheerleader. And it's something that I'm really passionate about of just helping others succeed. And that's why this conversation I'm super excited for because of your willingness, openness, to give, right? To give so much back to those that are looking for different answers, whether it be with motherhood or being a wife or being a business owner or all the above, right? It can be all of it, right? That's what's going to be super exciting about this conversation for sure. So let's jump into the questions and let people get to know you a little bit more, right? Let's dive into that a little bit. So Courtney, who has been the biggest influence on your life? I love this question so much. And the person that's showing up for me right now has it has been my husband Jordy. So when I met Jordy, we were living comp- totally different lives from each other. And he was truly someone I never would have imagined myself ending up with. 
And in fact, he was exactly the person I needed. He was, he, I was so smitten with him from the first time I met him just because, and this is so funny now when I look back at it, I thought he was so accomplished in his life, in his young life. I mean, we were like 20 years old, so we were young, but I thought, oh my gosh, this guy, like he's done all of this in 20 years, in his 20 years of life. And bear with me here, you guys, because I actually just a little bit about me, vulnerability. Um, Randy knows this about me. I fully believe that when you're vulnerable, there's power in that. So I like to be vulnerable. I think it's a great way for us to get to know each other. I dated really, really older guys. So dating someone my own age was just never an option for me. I grew up really fast and I had to grow up um, at a really young age. And so I never felt like someone my age could quite get me. They couldn't understand my circumstances and situations. And I wasn't able to have those high level conversations that I wanted that I could have with older guys. So meeting Jordy, like I say, knowing what he had done at this time, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so impressed. I can't imagine what he's going to be like when he's 30, right? But got to know him a little bit more and spent so much time with him. And then we parted ways, our paths, thank goodness, crossed again, and we were able to be together. And watching him become a husband and a father and a realtor and then a business owner and then a leader. And I just, he has impacted my life in so many ways. He inspires me. He guides me. He leads me. He is just someone that I really look up to for a lot of ways. Isn't it interesting how you think you can have it all figured out? And then something just happens, or like you said, your cross or your paths crossed again, right? Yeah. You don't know whether there's any rhyme or reason to it at all, but having that happen, right, has led to to where you are today with him. And now it's such an impact for not only you, but for your children and all that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's super cool. That's super cool. So what has been the greatest challenge in your life? And what have you learned from that? The greatest challenge in my life has been marriage. <laughs> no you know what as okay so i've talked about this recently and i love the question so much and i love being open and honest about this um when jordy and i were just shy of five years of being married we went through a really just an awful time a time i never want to revisit again in my life and i learned a lot about our marriage i learned a lot about marriage in general and what those words really mean when you decide to commit your life and to commit to another individual through thick and thin, through hard and through right and wrong and all of those things. And so we weathered a really, really rough storm together and we came out ahead and I'm really grateful for that. But it was such a challenge because didn't know if we were going to make it. But ultimately walking through that, again, it taught me it taught me so much. And I know what it's like now to go through embarrassment and to walk a path of walk a path of finding myself again, and then knowing wholeheartedly exactly what I want in my life, who I want in my life, the person I want to be and the person I don't ever want to be. So that that situation, that trial for our marriage, it wasn't it was not pretty. But what it taught me, because that was part of the question, right, is what what was my greatest challenge and what did I learn from it? I, you know, when you're in high school and you're going through life and you, and you make mistakes and 
I mean, I think in the girl scene, a lot of gossiping happens. And I grew out of that phase. Um, and I had certain, certain circumstances that helped me grow from a place that I'm like, I never want to be a gossiper. I just don't want to be that person. So fast forward, now I'm married. And this trial we went through, when I came out of that, that taught me, I want to be someone that my word matters to me, that my promises are not, I don't break them. I don't break them over here and I don't break them over there. I'm, I'm honest. I, I have integrity. I, I want people to, I want people to be able to trust me and I want to trust myself. And it also taught me, I have, I do have character and my values and my standards. And so it, I was pushed and I was challenged and I was stretched in ways that I, that I didn't even think I would have been because of that circumstance. I came out just a wiser, more humble, more, more grateful. Oh my gosh. Like truly being able to just go to a place of gratitude for what I have because I almost lost it all. Hmm. It just, it was so impactful. It's, it's like I said, I never want to revisit it, but I have to be honest. I wouldn't change it. It it was necessary. So the question that's coming to my mind that I want to just kind of tie into that a little bit. So I would assume that I know that was a negative situation. It sounds like it, right? I don't know all the details, nor am I asking. Yeah. But at the same time, it sounds like that you've come out stronger because of it, right? Your relationship with Jordy, absolutely, with your kids, with your family, right, is is stronger because of that adversity. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we, like I said, we were challenged and we were stretched and pushed in such a way that choice. Ultimately, we had to make some hard choices, right? Do we? Do we go back all in, learn how to have raw and real conversations, learn to communicate on a higher level, know that if I'm going to say something, my word better have some serious meaning, that I want to be a trustworthy person, that I want to have that, you know, that integrity. And so, and then the communication aspect, and that carried me in business too. So while I'm talking about this and in the fact that this was my marriage, what was so beautiful is that that totally I think that in life, what's most personal is what is what's most universal, right? And so is that the is that the phrase? Is that the phrase that is going around? I love that. But what was so interesting is that then moving into what I learned into the business side of things, it it helped in such a way. I knew how I wanted to operate. I knew how to handle really difficult situations with customers. Even if it had nothing to do with you know, an integrity issue or a character issue, I just was able to communicate on a different level. I was able to be, like I said, in that place of gratitude. I was, I was messed up before that. I wasn't, I was a little bit arrogant, probably a lot of bit arrogant. I just wasn't operating from, from the place of who I know I really was. I lost my way and I lost who I was. And going through that trial brought me back to such a, so much grounding, but then it also unveiled so much of who I was and I could really see myself and I really was able to learn to love myself again. And that was just powerful. That is, that is super powerful. And I appreciate you sharing that with us, which leads us almost like ideally into the third question, right? So you just dropped a bunch of wisdom bombs, right? How much you've grown, experienced, right? So if you could take all of the knowledge and wisdom just the things that you were kind of just mentioning and go back to that 20 year old self, 
that 20 year old girl that that may be a little arrogant or maybe you know just trying to figure out her way is there anything that you would like to share with her uh young courtney that would be you know of an inspiration or something that you definitely wish you would have known then that you definitely know now yeah and i love that i love the idea in general of talking to our younger selves and our past selves. I think there's so many versions of ourselves. I mean, even 10 years from now, I'm excited to go back to this version of myself right now and have a conversation with her and be able to speak a different level of wisdom into her life. And so going back, it really comes down to self-love for me. I would have wanted to share with the wisdom I would have wanted to share with her is you matter. You are, you are totally accepted. You are so loved it's okay to, it's okay to be strong in your words and values and standards. They're they're awesome. And they don't make you any less of a person. I think I would also want to go back and share with her that there's so much more out there than my, than, than I'm just looking at. And I, and dream and think bigger and think wider. I just had such a narrow focus back then. And I was a little bit in in a survival mode. I was so insecure and I was so caught up in my self-doubts and in pointing out all of my flaws instead of being joyful. I had I just didn't have a lot of joy within myself. Sure I had I had moments of joy with others. But being alone with myself and happy with myself, I lacked a lot of joy. And when I was lacking all that joy, I look back and I see that I was just hard on myself. I wasn't happy. I was, I was just so doubtful of my ability, so doubtful of my potential. And I would just want to, like, number one, hug her, love her, and tell her, you have so much inside of you. Please do not run away from that. Please run towards it. And forget everyone else that's telling you that this other path is more luxurious and more amazing. Go with what your gut felt. Because I remember times that I felt the path I was going down in different areas of my life long before I married Jordy. That just, it wasn't great, but it was the cool thing to do. Or it's what everyone else was doing. And there were parts of me that in the pit of my stomach, I felt like I wanted to to be different. And yet I gave in. And I just, I would want to tell her, don't do that. Like, let's shorten this curve a little bit. Give her feel. So the thoughts that are coming to my mind, as you're mentioning that, is that I'm having this conversation with one of my daughters right now, is that allowing the outside world to dictate really what's going on on the inside, which is then creating the, the reflection of what still is going on on the outside, right? So all the different doubts and worries, fears, or reflection of what's going on on the inside. That's that's kind of what I'm hearing from you when you when you kind of go down that road. Was that understanding that going with your gut, right? Going with what you were feeling at that moment was the proper step, yeah. and having the courage to step into that is. Would you agree with that thought? Yeah, because it's different, right? To to go forge your own path at at that age, everything is telling you not. Everything around you is telling you not to do that, and so I would. And so I I would have. I would have wanted to pick myself up and put myself around people who were going to encourage and foster and help, you know, hold a mirror up and let me shine in such a bright way. And I am fortunate that along the way and along the path, I've had some people, you know, like that, but I wasn't turning their volume up loud enough 
and turning the other people's volume down. We're never going to completely be able to mute all of this stuff going on over here. I, that's my personal opinion. I just don't think we're going to ever completely mute it. But can we turn that volume down and turn up the volume somewhere else? And the answer is yes. And it takes a whole heck of a lot of work and it takes effort and putting yourself out there and truly being okay and recognizing when it's time to shed off those old layers. And sometimes those old layers are friends. It doesn't mean that they have to be completely kicked out of our lives, but I think it means at times we have to say, they're not serving us and the growth that we know we are, we are meant for. They're holding us back in some way. And I think about the analogy of a crab, you know, in a bucket, a crab can get almost to the top of the bucket and they're going to keep pulling them down. It just, even if they don't mean to, right? They're not trying to necessarily pull him down. They're trying to get themselves out too. And so thinking about that in life and with friendships and who we surround ourselves with and the content that we're choosing to, um, you know, let penetrate us through our social media outlets, our podcasts, our books we read, it all matters. It 100% does. So the analogy or the thought of the crab leaving the box or bucket is what you said, right? I, I usually say box, but I use that a lot when I'm talking oh. to folks, right? No, really, it's the same thing. It's the idea of, of yeah. folks are going to keep trying to pulling at you, right? Trying to keep you in, or as you mentioned, also trying to get out as well. And your ability to then take control of the situation through your feelings, through your thoughts, through your surroundings, through your the input that you're getting from the outside world is going to dictate your action that you're going to be able to take moving forward. So are there any, right. you had mentioned, uh, is there any resources or anything that you do, like anything that you found? So say you're feeling like you're being pulled at from different directions. Is there anything that you've done or, or some kind of a, a habit that you try to get yourself into to, to reel yourself back in, to get more centered, to get more in touch of, of how you're feeling and what you're thinking at any given time? Oh, I love that. You know, let me think here. I think there's a couple things I do. Um, every now and then I have to go through who I'm following on social media and I have like a cleanse that I do and I have to weed out. And, it, and let, let me say this. It doesn't mean that person is bad or wrong, but we go through seasons of life. So when I was, um, I had just had my baby, Amelia, my, my youngest one, and I was in the just trenches of postpartum depression. So guess what the last thing the mom who can't even seem to function needed to see on her social media. I didn't need to see the rock hard bodies of the girls who got to go spend their days in the gym, right? That was so damaging, but there's nothing wrong with what they were doing. Nothing wrong at all. Their content was fabulous and what they're trying to promote and what they're trying to do. They're helping so many lives and they're helping so many people and they're following what they feel is right for them. But at that time in my life, it was the last thing I needed to see. It, I mean, it was just, I had to, to cut it out. And so I did. Now I screenshotted a couple of the accounts that I knew I would one day want to have influence my life again. And then others, I just thought if they come back, it's, it's for a good reason. If not, then I know someone else will come along the way. So I think number one, recognizing when we're in those seasons of um, like maybe a trial or growth. And so you know, depending on um, where you're at, it's paying attention to what your content is. And even podcasts, you know, there are so many wonderful, incredible podcasts out there and people who, I mean, such as yourself, you volunteer this time and you, you, you put yourself out there and it's fabulous content and it's what people need. Um, 
but then there's other content out there that again, we have to, we, we've got to turn down for, for a period of time. So my first, my first advice would say that one thing I do is every now and then I go through and I, and I pay really close attention. And maybe I just do an evaluation. Who am I following? What's, what am I allowing to, you know, filter in? And then, um, you know, another thing that I do, and I seriously, I love this question so much. And you really have me thinking here of like, what other things? Cause I think sometimes it just, it's so ingrained in me. Sometimes it's a matter of having a hard conversation. So do you have people, and if you don't have these, so, so for the listeners, if you don't have this, a person like this in your life, go seek this out, like manifest it, if that's what you believe, but put it out there that you need to find people like this, that you can pick up the phone and you can have a really raw conversation. And they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear. I have a few people and I'm telling, I'm talking maybe two people, um, three, including Jordy, that when I push and I let them know, I really need to just let this out. And I need to hear the feedback that I, that don't sugarcoat it. I don't want to be babied right now. I really need to hear it. They will give me that feedback. They will give me that, that support and that help I need. And they'll help be, they'll help me see things from a different angle. And so having those individuals in my life has been really, really helpful for me. Um, yeah, those, those are kind of the two things that are coming to mind right off the top of my head of just reevaluating what kind of content I'm, I'm exposing myself to, and then allowing myself to be open to really constructive, good feedback and even feedback that helps me just see a bigger picture. I love that. So the seasons, we all, life is just a big season, right? Jim Rohn talks about that. Life yep. is like the seasons and we're either growing or we can be stagnant sometimes, right? It's just knowing what season we are in and then pruning some of those things, those influences that are good, that might be bad. That resonates with me so much because I do the exact same thing. It's like, you're validating that for mm. me as well because I'm a podcast junkie and I will catch myself sometimes going down a a negative rabbit trail, let's put it that way, because of the the uh, content that's being produced. Like you said, it's not good or bad. It's just not the season that I'm in that I need to keep filling myself with that type of information, which will then right. totally throw off my my energy, my actions, my everything, right? Yeah. So I've had to learn to do that myself, right? Prune, take things out, come back to them later yeah. on. them. That 100%. Uh, totally resonates. And then associations, who you surround yourself with is so important. Finding those. You know, if I can. Sure, please. Yeah. And if I can add on to this. So oftentimes I feel like when we need to grow, we often get a little chaotic. So I don't know if you can relate to this, Randy, or if anyone listening can relate to this, but those times in your life where you just feel a little bit out of sorts, maybe you feel like you're running in circles or just things are chaotic or there's irritation. Like for me, it comes as a form of irritation. I feel like I'm irritated with all of my surroundings. My closet bothers me. My clothes bother me. Um, <laughs> my husband bothers me. <laughs> just kidding. But <laughs> seriously, just there, I feel irritated. And you know what it is? It's usually a sign that I need to put, I need to do something uncomfortable that's mm. going to stretch me. That's going to grow me. So one, there was one time I never would, ne the idea of sitting at a table by myself to have lunch by myself scared the living daylights out of me. And I was in such a place of needing something different. And I finally just, I had heard actually through Kara Ayala's podcast, she had 
it was years and years ago, she had talked about, are we doing things that make us uncomfortable? And it's in those uncomfortable moments that we really see kind of what we're made of. And we, and again, we experience a little bit of growth, whether it's small or large. And so what was interesting is I, I had heard that and I had felt just, again, those irritability all around me. So I decided to go to a restaurant. It's just a little chain here in Salt Lake City and it's called Pizzeria Limon, one of my favorite places. And I ordered myself some pizza and I went sat outside in public so everyone could see I'm all alone in the sun and I had lunch by myself. And I remember getting out my phone and I wanted to remember that moment. And so I captured a selfie to, to capture the moment of sitting all by myself at a table and doing something that was really, really challenging and comfortable. And, and here's why I bring that up. Cause here's what has, that has taught me since that time is that when I'm feeling those irritable feelings, I need to do something that's going to stretch me. Sometimes it's getting myself around a new group of people. Again, it doesn't mean, I am not saying that you need to go through life and all of a sudden say, all right, friend group, you know, that I currently have, you're all tossed to the wayside because you're no longer serving me. That is, that's, couldn't be further from what I'm trying to say. But there are people that we can put ourselves within proximity that are going to allow us to grow. They're going to encourage, they're just going to bring out different gifts of us. And so sometimes we have to go be around them and the intimidating ones. I'm doing something tonight. I'm going to, um, it's called like a women's night out. And the gal who's putting it on has never done this before in her life. Her husband does these types of events all the time. Her, her and her husband here in Utah, they're, they're very um, influential people. They're just, they're, they're people that I know if I were sitting across the room to have a conversation, I'd be sweating and I'd be nervous. And I'd be equally really excited because the guy is, they've just got a lot of wisdom and they, they just, they've done really impressive things. And I'd have a hundred questions for them. Well, she's putting on this free event at eight o'clock tonight. So super late for me, but I'm going to go and I'm going to go put myself in a room with total strangers. And I'm going to go be around people that I know are doing so much bigger things than me. And I'm going to choose to go experience being really uncomfortable for at least an hour, at least an hour. And I want to, I want to connect with at least five people. And I'm saying these things to you because I'm right now, I'm in a season that I have to grow. I don't even have a choice. I have to grow. The person I am right now is not the person that I, that I need to be at the end of this year to take my business where I, where it needs to go. I don't have a choice, but I have to grow. So what do I, so what do I do? I've got to go put myself in situations that are going to help me see different versions of myself, help myself and, and also connect with really great people who could probably help me along the journey. Right. Absolutely. So the, the thing in through all of that, that's resonating with me and you had an episode about becoming more, who do you have to become to be able to yeah. yourself to step into those rooms, to be put in those uncomfortable situations, to grow, to expand. That's one of my sayings that I love with with my brand is I like to say, become more. Who do you have to become to allow yourself to be in the room? I would love for you to, I wasn't sure I was going to go there, but that was exactly you, that, yeah, that was perfect. So I know, I, I believe that you have those feelings as well. Who do you have to become? Who does Courtney have to become to be able to be put into those rooms to allow those people to pour into you, right? For you to be able to take yeah. different actions. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit as far as 
the becoming part, encouraging folks to realize yeah. that it's the person you have to become. Who do you have to become to allow those things to happen in your life? Oh, I love that. And I didn't realize that. I, I love that you said be, becoming more like that. That's just so huge. So, you know, for me, it's a constant, I wish that I, and I need to figure out a way to have it just like blaring on my mirror every morning um, because it is so powerful and we always should be working towards that becoming more. So when I think about, and, and I'm going to kind of reference back to that podcast episode a little bit of like, who do I have to become? It comes from a place of my highest self. And I love this, this idea of getting really clear with who do you want to be? And so when I think about my higher self, and again, this was a prompt that came is what does she wear? How does she speak? What does she eat? What does she read? Right. And you start going through those, um, those, those prompts in your head and you start to get a clear vision of who ultimately do you want to be? And this is, this is not a once, you know, time uh, exercise. You should always be continuing to ask yourself the question of who do I want to be? There's a reason that when we get on social media or we get in certain, um, you know, settings that we really gravitate to a certain or a couple individuals in the room. Maybe it's the way that they're, they're carrying their body. Maybe it's the way that they use their words, their hair, their clothing. There's, there's certain things that we're drawn to. And if we can pay really close attention to why am I so drawn to that? Why am I so fascinated with the way that she seems to carry herself so confidently and with the way he's able to command the room, but he is so silent pretty, you know, he hardly says anything, those types of things. So paying really close attention is the first thing and getting really clear and always evolve, always have that be an evolution of who do I have to become and thinking about your highest self. And then from there, for me, that becoming more peace, it's really all about that. um, It was something my husband said, um, actually at the couple's mastermind a while back, he talked about that his biggest fear in life is he will not, um, reach his fullest potential, that he will meet his maker. And he's going to be, he's going to be face to face with the man that he could have become. And he's not going to recognize him. And he's going to realize, oh my gosh, I had all that potential. I had all that ability. I had all of this that I, I could become and I didn't do it. And I didn't become him. And I left so much on the table and I, and I played small and I just, that is one of his biggest fears. And when he said that, of course it brought me to tears, first of all, but it hit my soul so much and it has impacted me greatly where that has just carried with me for the last couple of years. And I constantly think about that of becoming more. And so when I think about the person I want to be, and I start rattling that off, it then becomes very clear the path I have to take. And when I say it becomes really clear, it doesn't mean that it's just this straight and narrow path. I can, I just am able to see at least a couple of footprints. And then when I get to that stage in life, I'm able to see more because it's an evolution. So, you know, right now, um, when I bought my business, I bought it um, this year in October, it'll be seven years when I, when I purchased set the stage with my business partner. And we started the franchising process in 2019. We were ready to franchise, or so we thought, in 2020. And of course, the pandemic came. Interestingly enough, our corporate-owned location, they had their one of our most record years was was, uh, 2020. And we've done really well ever since. 
And we've officially franchised. We've now sold four locations total. We there's five and there's five locations in total with the corporate um, warehouse or the corporate owned location. And what's so interesting, Randy, is I felt in the beginning of this year, I had it was just so overwhelming for me. I knew this was what I wanted. And I know from my, in my heart of hearts, this is the path that I am meant to be on. I just, I just feel that it is. And we, you know, that's a whole other side tangent with, you know, being a full-time working mom and not in the home and things like that. But I feel very in alignment with the path I've chosen, but I'd be lying to you and to everyone else on the show. If I told you that when we had got to the point that the first territory was ready to sign, that I was not petrified. And every, you know, ounce of my body, because I take it so seriously that someone is trusting my brand and our systems and processes and everything we built enough that they're willing to invest and partner with us and purchase a a territory and a franchise location, trusting that I'm going to coach and mentor and lead and guide them to the level that they need so they can go and be really successful. And so it was, it was just, it was just fascinating to I, the best word I can say, because I had never experienced it to that point. So I had to go away for 24 hours and I just wanted to just dive into who am I, who do I need to become now? Because along the way I've continued to evolve and I'm so grateful for my growth and I still have a long way to go. And that's, what's awesome about all of this, this, you know, this life having a big life, having a rich life. It's all about the journey. It's a journey. It's a process. It's an evolution. It doesn't just happen overnight. And so I went away and I really dove in deep and it would just, it was like, you know what, this year is going to be just full of growth because the people that I want to serve, I, I want, I, they deserve that. And I have to grow myself. And so I'm going to, I'm going to tangent here for two things, but I promise it wraps all together. So Years back, I heard um, on the One Thing podcast, um, Jeff Woods talked about how Gary Keller teaches that as long as your world is big enough that their world can fit into it, you'll never have a problem with people leaving. And that's he, he's obviously speaking in terms of building real estate teams and, and providing enough value that the realtor can build his business large enough and make such a large income and, and have the life that he dreams of that he doesn't need to go out and create his own business. He can stay on your team, Okay. But I've loved taking that concept and, and applying it to my business and then now I've been into the franchising. I love being able to find out when I'm talking to a potential franchisee, what is there, what do you, what do you see for yourself? What do you want out of this? What's your big why? Where, what do you hope to accomplish with all of this? And I love when they get really big and they get really bold with their goals and their dreams because it stretches me and it pushes me and it motivates me because again, my mind instantly goes back to the analogy. Great. So I now know Mr. and Mrs. X, their dreams are to have this level of a lifestyle, this level of an income. They want to experience these things in life. And in order to do it, they understand that their business has to perform at this level. Awesome. Great. Now I figure out how I can become a little bit bigger and wiser so that I can, my world is what I'm talking about, so that I can serve them and and fulfill that. And so it's just been, it's been humbling and it's been so rewarding to have this opportunity. And right now, 
this is that, this is that moment I'm talking about. So going to this event tonight, there's going to, there's a lot of women that have RSVP'd women that I just, oh my gosh, they know how to manage a lot. So is it in my best interest to even get five, 10 minutes FaceTime with them to try and connect, to invite them and treat them to a lunch, to get an hour more of their time and soak up every ounce of wisdom I can probably extract from them? Absolutely. So is my one hour of being really uncomfortable worth it so that I can become more for myself and for the others that I know I want to and I'm meant to serve? That's fantastic. So congratulations to you to understand that, to go through that process, right? Because you've got to push yourself Thank you. through the uncertainty, the doubt, all of those fears, all of that stuff that goes along with the growth, because it isn't enjoyable yeah. all the time. It isn't always the, the yeah. most fun thing to do in the whole wide world. So if you could go back, and I know I asked you with that 20-year-old self, but I know a lot of folks out there, there's a lot of uncertainty going on with whether it's the economy or different parts of the world or you know, you whatever is going on. But back when you were just getting started, back when you said seven, eight years ago, when you purchased your uh, business, I think yeah. a lot of folks are interested in trying to learn how to do that as well, right? They're just getting started. They've got an idea that might even have an opportunity right in front of their face, and they're just not sure what to do with it. Can you remember as far as the becoming more, how anything that you might be that comes to mind as far as the, taking that first step, right? Not knowing, needing to know, you have the vision, you have the idea of what you want it to become, right? But at the end of the day, you're not going to know steps eight, nine, and 10 until you start taking steps one and two. So the fear of not knowing the, the middle steps, I think, keeps people from taking the initial steps, right? Can you think back how you're yeah. able to, whether it's self-encouragement or you're able to find encouragement from others, is there anything that, that kind of helped you take those first two or three steps that has led you to, to continue, right? To begin the process of franchising and that type of thing with your business? Oh, I appreciate that question. Yeah. You know, when I think back to um, my young self purchasing that business, so man, um, I was not the woman I am today. So I, I would say, first of all, enjoy the journey and be okay and know that you have every tool already inside of you exactly where you are right now to start today. Um, this, the, one of the things that I know for a fact I did, and I still do this is I mirror and match. And I, and I didn't know that this was the phrase back then that this is what I was doing, but success leaves clues. I'm sure, you know, obviously Randy, you've heard that. I'm sure some of the listeners have heard that, but success leaves clues. So I was really, really good at paying very close attention to other successful people around me. What, what did they do? How did they carry themselves? How did they talk? So what I ultimately started doing is I was just basically mirroring matching that. When I would um, go into a real estate office, 75% of them were dressed in more business casual. And then the other portion, they were really casual. And so I knew at this office and agents that came out of that office, I always made sure to be even just a few, you know, notches above what I knew 75% of them were doing. So if I, you know, I knew that um, one of the agents, she always wore jeans, a blazer and a really nice blouse. So what did I do? I always wore a blazer, really nice blouse and slacks. I made only one change. Okay. Because I did want to be seen as the professional in my field. Um, then, and I didn't spend a lot of time doing this and I'm so grateful I didn't. But I did take a little, I, I took a few notes 
from what my competitors were doing. And why I did that, I, I don't like focusing on what other people are doing because I'm not trying to be them. That, that's, the, that's the uniqueness I bring to the table is me. It's me. And so I would say to your listeners, you are the difference. You could be um, bringing the exact same product to the market, but, you, but the same person, you're not the same person as the other guy over there. So who you are is your secret weapon, okay? So home staging is, is nothing new. I didn't invent it. I, it was something that someone, in fact, I bought the business from someone else. The only thing that, that, that changed and the only difference was that I'm a really, I, I realized I was special. I, I Not right at first, but eventually I realized I'm pretty special and I have a very unique way of connecting with people. And I loved being able to connect with others and figure out what they needed in their business and add value. And you know, what's funny, I have to say this, Randy, is when I talk about these success leaves clues, that phrase, how can I add value? I never said that a day in my life before I heard one person say it. And you know what it did? It made me feel so good when they said to me, I just, I heard them say, and I don't remember what they were saying to me, but the, the phrase was, I'd love to know what value I can add. Hmm. And I just remember feeling so like, oh my gosh, that's like, wow. You know, it, it just made me feel really good. And so then from that point forward, I thought, well, if I feel really good saying that, I bet I could go make a homeowner or an agent feel really good if I said it to them. Do I mean it? Yes, I did mean it. But that's where it was at. So then I would go to people and say, hey, I'd love to get to know your business. I want to see what value I could possibly add to it. It seemed to be kind of a slam dunk every time. Again, I really did mean it. It wasn't just to say it. Um, I really did want to figure out what value because the gentleman who said that to me, he really did want to see what value he could add to my business into what I was already doing. And he really did mean it. And it made me feel so good. So success leaves clues. I paid really close attention to what was around me. I paid really close attention to who my customers were. And I got really, really clear with that. Um, you know, and then from there, the one thing I would tell you is, and I'm, and I'm currently experiencing this all over just in a different way. But back then, what I didn't realize was that I needed to learn how to hold even the small stuff so that then I could have the capacity to hold bigger stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I would say getting started, be totally okay and be just really, really good at your, your craft, your, your stuff, your coaching, your, whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is that the product you're putting out, the service you're putting it out, um, get really, really good at managing and holding the small stuff and holding the small capacity. So maybe you're not, you know, you haven't 10 extra business, five extra business. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. You're, it's a journey. It's beautiful. Hold that small stuff, get super, super good at it. And I promise you naturally your capacity will grow and you will then be able and fully capable of handling more. And it will happen naturally and effortlessly. It really will. And that's ultimately what happened for me. I got so, so dialed in and so good at managing the amount of stages and the amount of business that I was doing that then when more came in and it came in gradually, I was fully prepared to do that. And so then when I walked into the, to, to the place I am now, 
I have this track record to look back at that I know how to handle that capacity. And now I'm back at, it feels like it cycles repeated itself. I feel like I'm at a capacity of holding smaller versions of things, knowing that the track record right now, we're on track to sell 11 more franchises this year, which will put us at a total of 15 locations in our very first year of franchising. That to me, that's a big capacity. So someone who owns 500 franchises currently, that is peanuts and they can do that in their sleep. But here's what's so cool. I can look back at my success. I can look at the the moments that I have succeeded and I can borrow that confidence and move forward. So that would be the other thing I would tell you when you're getting started and you're, you're at that very beginning stage in your business, look backwards only long enough to find the success. Don't look backwards long enough to see all of this stuff, okay? We're meant to look forward always, but I like to look back just every now and then, especially moments that I need to borrow some confidence of a moment I succeeded before, even if that just means before I stepped into an appointment, before I had a conversation. Um, And then I guess the last little, um, you know, nugget of wisdom I would share is try your hardest to remember you are one relationship away from overcoming a huge hurdle to expanding in such big ways. You're one conversation or one relationship away. Always. It's always just one of them. 100%. And that's where understanding that and then having those things kind of happen for you as well, right? Kind of kind of turning that speaking for myself, you're, you're 100% accurate with that. So being successful, being valuable, being special, as you put it, has allowed you then to start giving back to folks through your own content, through your, through your podcast. I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about what you tried to give back. The wisdom that you shared so far today has just been mic dropped. I mean, it's like, it's, I'm sitting there going, yeah, it's fantastic. So I want to encourage the listeners to seek out Courtney on the name of Fill Your Cup with Court, right? Your podcast. Yep. The the amount of wisdom you share there as well is extraordinary. So today, on today, ironically, today's episode that came out, you, you specifically talked about having a vivid vision. And we we kind of covered that a little bit in today's discussion. I don't think we actually use those terms, but the ability to yeah. have that. So can you talk a little bit about how you're taking this wisdom, this knowledge, these experiences, and you've stepped out of your comfort zone again. You've you're delivering products and services as far as your your knowledge and your wisdom and trying to give back through your podcast. Can you talk talk a little bit about that real quick? Yeah, I appreciate that. So, um, and and those words you said were just so kind. And I just, oh my gosh, what an honor to hear that. So, you know, with the podcasting, it was put on my heart a while ago and it just was, but I also felt it just wasn't the right time. And when I finally took the took the step and went forward. I have to be honest with you, Randy, I don't tell everyone this. So now your, your listeners get in a little in, in, in on my secret here, but I actually thought I was going to be really, really good at it. And it was going to be really easy for me. And it's not in the slightest. It's not easy for me. Um, it's been a challenge. It's been really hard and new things that I thought I, I'm, I'm learning more about myself through this uncomfortable fun challenge 
that I've decided to do. I have, I felt prompted that I felt it was the right time to finally launch a podcast and it has been enjoyable, but it, it certainly hasn't been as easy as I thought it was going to be. And a lot of those doubts, a lot of those, those fears creep back in. And I feel like I'm having to talk to this new version of myself. And sometimes I'm having to revisit the old version of myself and let her know, Hey, you're safe. It's okay. No one, no one's going to hurt us. You know, we can turn the volume down on all of the naysayers. Let's just follow what we've been been put on our heart. And it's been rewarding. And I've had the privilege of just interviewing really incredible people. And my biggest purpose and the biggest reason that I love having guests on is I love turning the spotlight on them. I want to be able to share with the world so many other amazing women. For a long time when I was, um, you know, when I was growing up, if you will, and just even in my early 20s. And I just had this thought, even the very first beginning stages of business, it was, it's, it's awful to admit this, but it just is what it is. I always was afraid of putting, highlighting other people in some way. I thought it was going to dim my own light or it was going to take away and I would somehow miss out on something. And I, I mean, the listeners, you guys might be listening to that thinking that sounds so silly and you're right. It is, but it was so real and it was so true in my heart that I thought I was fearful and I didn't have an abundance mindset and working on those things, working on myself, investing in myself was just so critical. And so what's been so powerful for me is that any opportunity now that I get to be able to shine a light so big and so bright on another woman feels so great. I love being able to, I, I kind of picture it that if I were on a stage, I want to be bringing women on that stage with me. I don't want to be on it alone. We're not intended to do life alone. And me bringing on another powerhouse woman, a, a shining light of a woman on the stage with me and, and adding her to the stage, that certainly is not going to dim my light. In fact, it's going to brighten it because she is light. And, and men too, of course, I just haven't had any men guests other than my cute husband on my podcast, <laughs> but my podcast really is, um, you know, very geared towards ambitious women. And, you know, I, I believe everyone is special. And I believe that these gifts that we, and these promptings that we all have, they've been placed on our heart for a reason. I mean, your wife, oh my gosh, Stacy, with her huge news that she dropped this week, that she's taking this huge leap of faith, this dang it about time. She's freaking amazing. She's so good at it. She's so passionate about it. And what's so cool is that shining the light on Stacy is never going to dim my light. It's going to just brighten the both of us. Our lights are going to shine brighter. So I know I'm kind of really getting a little bit Pentecostal here. Sounds like I'm a preacher all of a sudden. That's my background talking, but I just think it's so powerful when we can lift others and not tear them down. And so that's been one of my biggest focuses with um, fill your cup is I want to leave, I want to share messages that inspire others. I want to leave you better than I found you. And, you know, having guests on my show, I love just spotlighting them. They're amazing women. Well, this, just like I knew it was going to be at the very beginning, was going to be a conversation to be, to beat all conversations. Courtney, you're just absolutely the best. Uh, I just enjoy the moments that we get a chance to talk. I look forward to more times we are together with that couple's mastermind. And I look forward to possibly going on a few more trips with you and and Jordy and that type of thing. Getting to know you even more. The amount of wisdom and your vulnerability is just, it's, it's inspiring. And I really want you to, to, to know that and to hear that. 
and take that with you for whatever that means. And I just appreciate you uh, being on the show today. So if the listeners are out there like, yeah, Courtney is somebody I need to get on my side. Like, how do I get closer to Courtney? What are the best ways? You've got so many things going on. You've talked about your business, your the business you're developing. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about your three little kids. Maybe we'll have a chance to do that in, in the next episode. That was something that I wanted to kind of prod into you or dig out of you was a little bit more of the, the balance between the work life, family, all of that. Yeah. But if folks want to get closer to you, learn more from you, right? The amount of wisdom that you have to share, how to grow into becoming that that woman or person that they're meant to be, what's the best place for people to do that? Oh, well, Randy, thank you for having me on the show. Your show is amazing. And I'm so grateful that you're doing this. You are so full of wisdom as well. And your words are just so kind. So I appreciate that. Um, I'd love to connect with anyone who feels, you know, prompted to reach out. Uh, in, in, on Instagram, it's heycourtney.clark. Um, my social media, that's my social media. And then my podcast is Fill Your Cup With Court podcast. And my um, company is set to the stage. So uh, you can look that up and would love to keep a conversation going with anyone who feels prompted to. Well, we'll have all those links in the show notes, uh, folks. So definitely uh, find Courtney. She's just so much fun. Her and her husband, uh, they're so dedicated to each other, to becoming more. We talked about that a lot in this episode. It's something that I'm super passionate about too, as well. So you have the challenges don't get easier. You just become better. That's that's the idea. And as you keep pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, you're going to find the people, find the resources. And hopefully this has been one of those for you today. So thank you for joining us here on the Rich Mind Podcast. I look forward to bringing you more guests just like this uh, as much as I possibly can. Hopefully you found this valuable. If you did, I would ask that please share it with this, your family and friends. Uh, if you haven't already, I would appreciate a review and an honest review. If it's five stars, fantastic. If not, I understand that as well. I'm not going to fit into everybody's feelings and all those types of things. So I get that as well. But anyways, I would appreciate a review. Share this with your family, with your friends. Uh, go out there, find Courtney on the social media. Uh, we'll have the notes to set the stage, her business. And uh, until the next episode, folks, appreciate you being here. Until next time. Bye now. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself and become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends. Thank you.